Again, blessings on your intentions. Always good as a parish family to pray for one another. I hope you had a good week. Uh, I did. I was chasing pheasants in South Dakota, where it was a little chilly. But uh, anyway, thank you, Lord, for safe hunting. I like wild game dinners. And speaking of that, I know several of our parishioners are out deer hunting opening weekend. So we pray for uh, safe hunting. Flowers, of course, uh, for funerals. We always remember those families. And every parishioner is very dear to us. But especially uh, Linda Dawes has died. So blessings, uh, my friend, uh, the wife of uh, Deacon Andy. And dear Linda's funeral will be here Wednesday at 9.30. So again, our beloved dad, remember uh, the book at the baptismal font there and the names of our loved ones, especially families uh, that wrote uh, the name of a loved one who died this past year. So we always remember those families. So the end uh, draws near. Uh, Next weekend, uh, the last Sunday of the liturgical year, Christ the King. So you see, the end is drawing near. And the readings are always about the end times. Or maybe I'll, I'll borrow a phrase from basketball. The final four, death, judgment, heaven, hell. And sometimes we don't like to think about those things, myself included. Maybe, have I told you that old story of an atheist who was driving down a country road and came upon a rabbi and a priest fishing a little stream, and next to him was a sign that said, Turn around, the end is near. Well, he rolled down his window and he said, Well, quit preaching to me, you religious nuts. And he sped off. And soon there was a screeching of tires and a loud splash. And the rabbi turned to the priest and said, I told you we should have just written bridge out ahead. (laughs) Turn around, the end is near. Well, you know, of course, if we knew it was this week, of course, maybe, you know, we would pay attention. So the readings to encourage reflection. So our first reading, I was thinking it's the basis for the old fire and brimstone preaching. So, of course, our younger people may not be aware of that. But those of us who are older, maybe an an old mind senior somewhere in, you know, the fire and brimstone. And that's what it's based on. So there's going to be this hot oven and fire. See, pay attention, you see, think about how you're living. But notice, well, Malachi was writing to the people of old, and remember their troubles. Babylonians first, then it was the Persians, then the Greeks, then the Romans, see. And when God had promised, you know, a Savior, a Messiah, well, it's taken too long, see. So some of them would, you know, get complacent to say the least, or turn away, or give in to, you know, the pagan cultures and values, temptations that we all face even today, see. And so Malachi was trying to encourage him 
and give them hope. And notice it ends, well, fire, which can destroy. But then it talks about the healing warmth. Maybe like if you you use a heating pad this week. You know, the opposite of a fiery punishment. Healing warmth. So see, there's always hope. And then, of course, it ends with that phrase, fear my name. Those who fear my name, see, will be saved. That reminds me of the last, uh, the seventh gift of the Holy Spirit. Remember, wisdom, understanding, fortitude, knowledge, counsel, piety, fear of the Lord. See, and well, if the children would be here, what? We're supposed to fear God. Remember, no, awe, reverence. God is the priority. Not, you know, see, not pagan values or cultures, see. So make time for the Lord, see, and there will be the warmth of his love. And the gospel, I was thinking, do you have a favorite kind of reading? What's your favorite read? Some people love murder mysteries, romance novels, history. Monsignor Leach loves watching the History Channel. Then at dinner, he'll be talking about what he was watching. He loves history. You know, I might say my science fiction. I love that. Well, the people of old, apocalyptic literature, and it would give them hope. So the apocalyptic literature—it's been going on since the dawn of mankind. There will be difficulties, wars and earthquakes and famines and plagues, see? But there's always hope, see? God will not abandon you. Of course, it was difficult for them. How long? When? See, when will this happen? How long do we have to wait? And well, see, we're all like that. Hope. Uh, You know, I, I was just recently with my siblings on the Rhine River cruise, and we wound up in Amsterdam and toured the Anne Frank house. And then you're reminded, wow, in the midst of that terrible difficulty, how she wrote about hope, see? So that's the idea here, see, of the end times. But there's always hope. And, and the second reading, I love, it, well, they, they thought the second coming was, you know, Tomorrow, And so what did they do? Quit working. They just quit working and kind of were waiting and ready. But what happened? I love that. You're not keeping busy. You're turning into a busybody. Mind your own business. See, pay attention. Do your work. See? And I was thinking, well, what's God's work? I know many of you are retired. My students, see... Those of us still working? Yeah, but you know what? What's God's business? What's God's work? Hope. See, we're, life can be difficult. If not today, tomorrow, see? But that's our work. That's our business. Uh, to be people of hope.